everybody. Fucking back in the driver's seat, eh? Shit, man. I'm well out of practice on this stuff. What are we doing? A podcast. All right, then. See if I remember how. I never really knew what I was doing anyway. What the fuck? Alrighty then, Jesus Christ, guys, I'm back. The Jam Room Podcast is back. God, it's been a while between drinks, hey guys. So uh, let's have a few. God, how's your life been? It's been uh, quite a while since the last episode. As you know, I was uh, overseas. I was in uh, in Canada, in the great state of Quebec, um, for the last month. I got back a, a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, I was there for just over a month and I uh, did think I was going to get some time to do a few podcasts while I was over there and it definitely crossed my mind. There was tons I wanted to fucking talk about, but uh, you know what being in holiday mode is like. It's a fuck it kind of uh, mindset. And so that's what I did. Well, fuck it. Just enjoyed myself the entire fucking time. Ah, so we're back. I got to get into the swing of this, guys. Gonna use this episode just to sort of touch base and uh, let you know what's been going on, how the fucking trip was, and all that stuff, because it was full of music. It was a very music-themed uh, trip, um, which I didn't really expect, but I fucking thoroughly enjoyed while I was over there. I gotta tell you, those guys over in Montreal, they know how to fucking do a summer properly. I don't know what it is over here in Perth or whatever, but summer comes around and everyone's just like, uh, it's too hot, fuck it. But you know, if you have eight months of winter, you're going to seize those four months of sunshine and they fucking do. There's festivals everywhere and fucking people just out on the streets having a great time. All this shit's pretty much free. Uh, it was insane. So yeah, we went to Canada, guys. And uh, yeah. I don't know even where to get started in this shit. Because, you know, we flew into Canada and we have no idea, like, the layout of Montreal or anything like that, right? Um, we was kind of told that everything, uh, like, the main drag of Montreal is something called St. Catherine Street, right? So, like, cool, we'll book our first little chunk of accommodation. Because um, we stayed in, like, four or five different places. Uh, we'll book our accommodation somewhere, like, right on Catherine Street. Wicked. Um, unbeknownst to us, we were in the gay village part of Catherine Street. Uh, so it was, you know, still a sh- short walk to everything else. But literally, you cross a line and the place becomes fucking really gay really quick. And uh, really fucking um, drug riddled, I would say. So literally, if, if you sit on that street, and we sat on the street having lots of drinks and stuff over the, the time we were spent there... Um, 80%, I would say, 80% of the people you see walk past are either extremely flamboyantly openly gay or absolutely drug-fucked like zombies. Or both, right? You never really know. Like, fucking, it's up to everybody. I'm not having a problem with people being gay or whatever. It's just like, it was just weird that they had quarantined this little section of town. And if you go on a map of Montreal, it literally is called Gay Village. Uh, so I don't know. Dudes in their 80s shouldn't be wearing shorts that tight or small. I'm just telling you that. That's got nothing to do with your sexuality. It's just your fashion choice. God, it's, it, was, uh, it was something. 
It was absolutely something. So, so we arrived. It was like fucking seven, seven thirty, eight-ish in the morning. And our fucking, our asshole fucking hotel that we had we had booked. Just I don't know. They just never gave us a straight answer. We wanted to check in early, right? So we thought, oh yeah, normal check-ins around one, two-ish. Early check-in should be maybe eleven, twelve, hopefully something like that. We could just drop our bags off, go get a quick breakfast, get oriented in the fucking. Uh, part of the world that we're in and then uh, go get our room jet lagged as fuck it's been like 30 something hours of travel because it's not easy getting to montreal from perth guys it's a flight to sydney you wait there for a bit then a 14 something hour flight to fucking vancouver wait there for a while and then a fucking flight to montreal uh they didn't let us check in till 4 p.m so i'm at the end of my fucking tether of this so well, we went off to a great start to be honest, guys, we really weren't, but uh, the rest of the trip fucking made up for it. So we happened to arrive about a day, a day or two before Jazz Fest started. So Montreal is home of the fucking festivals, it seems. Uh, and by the way, before I go on, if, if all of the audio sounds like shit, because it kind of does in my, my headphones here, uh, I apologize for that. I don't know. I've brought my gear back out to the bar. Obviously, I packed everything down before I left. I'm not going to leave all my computers and shit out here at the bar for a whole month not being attended to, um, especially over the fucking winter we've had. Just rain and bullshit and everything will get rusty. And it sounds rusty. So I've set it all back up. I don't know. Maybe I need a new fucking interface or whatever. So I apologize if it sounds like balls. It is what it fucking is. Where were we? Ah. The International Jazz Festival in Montreal. Holy shit, this is a fucking festival, guys. And and like I said, and I'm going to say this a few times, if you want to spend a cool summer somewhere in a cool city, fucking Montreal's underrated because no one had really told me how cool this city is, right? People always say, yeah, New York's fucking... And, and I agree, New York's my favorite city, but Montreal, holy crap, I did not expect it to be as fucking awesome. And even the part of town that we were in, like I said, a lot of homeless, a lot of fucking um, drug addicts or whatever, they were friendly as fuck. You know, as a smoker, these people fucking clock you a mile away, right? And they're always going to ask you for cigarettes, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I just had my go-to line of like, sorry, man, this is my last one. Unless one of them would catch me opening a fresh pack and then I'm kind of screwed. I've got to give them cigarettes, right? Yeah, it's no big deal. Cigarettes are fucking half the price over there. Don't know what we're getting wrong here in fucking Australia. I'm paying like nearly 50 bucks for a pack of cigarettes. I can get two and a half packs over there for that price. Oh, whatever. Anyway, that's just inflation, hey, guys. Whatever, cost of living. Um, so, yeah, Gay Village, awesome. It was cool, fun vibe. Even the homeless people were friendly, you know, like very grateful if you actually gave them a cigarette, you know. Um, I never had cash on me, so I couldn't help them out on that front. But in the International Jazz Festival in Montreal, now, guys... I can't really explain how awesome this kind of festival it is. Like, there's whole areas of this main road all the way through uh, Montreal City, uh, St. Catharines that I mentioned, that is just blocked off during the summer. That's it. It's just pedestrians only, no traffic, and um, festivals are happening. Like, I think Jazz Fest had like four or five big stages. One of them was fucking massive. Like, this is like uh, like festival... I know it's a jazz festival, but you know, like a proper music festival size stage, like huge, one of those big ass fucking domes in the middle of a fucking sort of, uh, I don't know what to call it, 
like a big thoroughfare, like massive wide street thing or whatever. Either way, it's fucking huge. And there's like four or five other ones of different sizes around. All the shows are fucking free, right? There were acts that you could pay for and they're in like the art centers and different theaters around town and stuff like that. Um, but you didn't fucking need to. There was like, it started at 5 p.m. every night through to midnight. Um, just bands after bands after bands after incredible fucking music. It was insane, guys. A um, couple of weird choices for their uh, headlining acts because, you know, they have the big stage, so it's the big acts are going to be playing on that big stage, all for free. Sponsored by Molson Beer. So basically, you support the fucking festival. Uh, by grabbing yourself a few brewskis or sangrias or something while you're there. And there's dudes just walking around fucking selling beers. It's, uh, it's insane. The weed's legal over there. It's a, it's a good fucking fun time. But it's jazz fest, so it's attracting a certain kind of crowd that aren't going to be too rowdy or anything like that, I guess. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I fucking saw a lifetime's worth of jazz music, really, um, to the point where I was kind of fucking sick of it i mean i'm a fan of music right i like fucking anything that just sounds cool and is interesting to me or whatever everyone's got their own fucking unique bullshit taste or whatever um i like to think i'm a bit of a muso so i kind of know what's going on uh, when people are doing trippy chords and cool changes when things are you know unpredictable i'm like oh shit you're out of key there like you've done something you've done something that i'm uh, interested in but yeah, jazz is the home of the drummer, really. That was the coolest part to me. Now, I don't really know. I don't want to get into the fucking weeds of um, ripping apart jazz, but it's amazing to me how many amazing artists there are, incredible players. These are accomplished guitarists, bassists, fucking horn sections, drummers, obviously. These guys are like some of the top musicians I've ever heard in my life, and yet a lot of it sounds the same. I don't know what it was, and it was kind of getting to me. And so I was having these thoughts of like, what is it that's bugging me about this jazz stuff that's going on? I mean, they have their songs, and you know, in a lot of these jazz songs, they'll be like, oh, it's time for the guy on the keys to take a solo. All right. And then everyone applauds midway through the song. The band's still just chilling out, you know, holding the groove. Then it's the bass player's turn for a solo. Yeah, cool. Everybody fucking claps. All these fucking nerdy ass jazz nerds i guess in the crowd that don't even applaud they just stand there with their arms folded as if they could do better it is what it is um but guys why does that shit all sound the fucking same in the end i don't know it's like they've got the most complex music in the world it should sound like nothing you've ever heard yet it does it sounds like the last guy that was on stage or whatever uh, there was a couple of things that were bugging me about the drums as well. Like, uh, for some reason, jazz drummers, when they get really into the jazz, they lose that fucking sense of backbeat. You know, that fucking nice snare crack that's just going to get you fucking knowing exactly where that backbeat is. They just got rid of it for a lot of it. I mean, there's some, the ones that stand out, that's why they stood out is because they actually had a fucking groovy ass backbeat or something that uh, people could dance to or whatever. Let's face it, it's music. That's the whole point, right? Is to get the body fucking jiggling. Something like that. I don't know. I always had a problem with the guitarist, guys. Have you ever really gone into like jazz guitar? These guys are fucking insane, right? The shredders. 
incredible chord shapes that you've got no chance of ripping off as quick as they fucking rip them off. Um, but yet they don't use the fucking electric guitar the way it's supposed to be used, in my opinion. Let me break that down a little bit. Jazz guitarists always have a particular tone, right? So I'll notice these guys, they're shredding the fuck out of it, whatever. But like that, there's just like they've dialed the shit out of their um their tone pots just to pull it all down so everything's just sort of this bland tone i don't know they also never bend their guitar strings and when i noticed that i really started looking for it at every fucking jazz guitar solo that i saw and i saw hundreds of them over the um the weeks that this jazz fest went on they didn't bend a single string that's not using the guitar the way the electric guitar is supposed to be used. Not supposed to be used. Use it however the fuck you want. But the, the beauty of the electric guitar is that you can do things other instruments can't. Many instruments can play just lots of notes very, very fast, right? But there's not many of them that can glide into a note or bend into a note or fucking have the expression that an electric guitar fucking has. You know, and if you've just sucked all the tone out of the guitar and you're just playing these single notes really well, that's cool. But literally any other instrument could probably do the exact same thing. The guitar's got its own flavor. Like, heaven forbid these guys do a pinch harmonic. For the love of Christ, why not? It would fucking, it would crush. That'd be like the best jazz solo of all time if you actually bent a string and fucking squealed a note here or there. I don't know, it fucking... It is what it is, but there was jazz and there was not jazz in this jazz festival, and uh, I don't really know how to feel about some of the headlining acts. Like, some of them were big. Like, I saw Thundercat play, and Thundercat, if you don't know who he is, I mean, he appears on a lot of fucking, um, a lot of pop recordings and stuff like that these days as well. I know he did a, a song or two with Flying Lotus, who I'm a big fan of, but, um, you know, he's a shredder of a bass player. Yeah, whatever. That was that was kind of cool. But uh the big headlining act for the whole festival that was gonna close out the entire festival was supposed to be Macy Gray. You know? Try to walk away and I stumble. Macy Gray, like that's not jazz. That's not jazz at all. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's gonna bring in a big crowd or whatever, so cool, put her on the fucking the headline act. She ended up pulling out of the show, which was kind of cool. We had left Montreal probably about a day before the festival ended. Like I said, we had no idea that festival was going to be on. We had planned our trip and we just happened to be there. So we got to catch most of it. And the big headliner that we got to catch was fucking Vance Joy was playing the jazz festival on the main stage. Headline uh, spot, I guess, probably 9.30 at night, 10 o'clock at night, something like that. Vance Joy, uh, fucking this guy. Yeah, and if those three chords don't scream jazz to you, then I don't know what to tell you. I agree. There is no reason why Vance Joy should have been on that fucking stage. Uh, but he was there, and he pulled a massive fucking crowd to the point where like, I couldn't even really fit in on that street, and I didn't really care to 
sort of watch him. But they had set up big screens and stuff like that. So I had snuck away to the background to have a joint or whatever and fucking just enjoy my own little party. He did one thing that was cool. He did a like a, a little cover medley. I don't want to call it a medley. It was just two songs mixed together. It was that fucking Gimme, 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 the ABBA song. Fucking gimme, gimme, da, 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 whatever. He did that. He kind of mixed it with um, Hung Up, the Madonna song. Uh, you know, the time goes by so slow. That song. He mixed them together. That was pretty cool. And I think he did it because it was the only thing that he could think of that had like a bit of a horn section in it to maybe justify his existence at a jazz festival or something like that. But um, yeah, apart from that, it was Van's fucking joy. Whatever. But that's still a huge act. Like people would pay a lot of money in Australia to see fucking Van's joy. There he is for free in Montreal on the street. Beers are fucking cheap. Ah, absolutely fucking tremendous. Now, I did mention um, that uh, at some point uh, there was all these um, shows you could actually pay for to get tickets, you know, the bigger acts. Not really bigger acts than those ones, but like, uh, I don't know, more niche or something like that. A bit more jazzy, a bit more highbrow than the stuff that they would just chuck up on a festival stage, I think. I don't know. But either way, the wife had mentioned that uh, she had heard of and was a bit of a fan of uh, this chick that was playing called Hiromi, um, who's this little Asian girl, uh, crazy-ass fucking hair, who's an absolute shredder on the piano, right? So we got tickets to see her little private fucking show, um, probably night three or four of the festival, something like that. And I got to tell you, it, it was awesome, but didn't, didn't quite go to plan, right? So there we are at the festival. We've got tickets to this show. Um, the show starts at eight, right? And, you know, I've been to a few shows in my time. I know how shows work. Doors open at eight. Maybe around 8.20, 8.30. be a little support act, maybe. Something like that. They'll do a little 20-minute, half-hour set. Something like that. And then maybe Hiromi will hit the stage at nine, I would expect. Right? Uh, so we're, we're sitting there. Chilling, having drinks, whatever. The doors are about to open at 8. It's maybe 7.45. I'm like, cool. I'm going to pop outside, have a joint, have a cigarette. We'll come in just when the doors open. It'll be fucking fantastic. Uh, I'm out there having the joint, and the wife comes out and says, um, "It's the doors are closing like now. And it's like five minutes to eight. I'm like, what the fuck? So I run in there, and... The doors shut. That, that, that's what they were advertising. Not what time the doors open, what times they shut, right? And she's literally on stage dead on 8 p.m., right? And it's one of those shows that we get there right at fucking 8, get through security, um, obviously just checking tickets and stuff like that. I beeline it straight to the bar, grab four or five beers. They won't let us in. It's a jazz fucking show. So you're not allowed to walk in in the middle of a fucking song, right? So they're like, you've got to wait at the theater doors, like whichever different entrances are going to let you in closest to your seats or whatever, um, they won't let you in until that song's finished. And you have to fucking just whip your way in there when that song's finished. These are not short songs, guys. These are 15, 20 minutes each one. It was insane. So we're there waiting. We fucking hear the music. We're like, well, cool. All right. Hear the applause. Wicked. Gun in, right? Uh, we kind of found our seats 
they do something retarded over there where like there's odd numbers on one side, even numbers on the other side and a num a letter system. And we had fucking no idea. So we find our row. Someone shows us, yep, your seats are down there. Cool. We walk in. Everyone's pissed off because we're fucking scooching by. I'm probably spilling beers on people. Uh, can't find the fucking seats. So we walk back. Still in that same row. We're like, fuck it. Just sit down here. Let's just take these seats. Cool. So Amanda and I sit down, take those two seats, see the next song, another 20 minutes. And guys, Hiromi was fucking sick. Now in the past, she's had her like band in different setups. Sometimes she plays with um, just a bass player and a drummer. I'll show you some of that shit later on. Uh, but for this particular iteration, she had um, herself on the piano, the monster that she is, um, and a little quartet, a string quartet. And so this music, guys with some of the most chaotic fucking nonsense bullshit that I've ever heard in my life, mixed with some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard in my life. I don't know what was going on. I fucking loved the shit out of it. And I don't even know why. And I can't tell you what the names of any of these songs or whatever. Like I said, they're 20 minute long fucking, I don't know, it seemed like they were just having fun. But when the quartet kicked in and, and accompanied her, all of a sudden, we're in this extremely well-written space of music that's just fucking over the top. So beautiful. If you ever get a chance to see Hiromi, definitely fucking do it. So that song fucking finishes. So then there's another wave of people that have come late that want to find their seats. And apparently, we're in someone else's seats. And we're like, oh, I was about to tell the guy, just fuck off. Like, go find somewhere else because someone's taken our seats, right? So we get up, let them in. Walk over, try to find our seats. We're in, we know we're in the right row. There's got to be two seats next to each other just waiting for us. We walk all the way down, all the way back. Someone's taken our fucking seats the way I should have just taken that douchebag seat, right? And so anyway, long story short, the wife ends up just dropping down, sitting next to someone else. I'm over by the side of the stage just hanging with the security guard with my probably now three and a half beers left. Um, still watching the whole show. Had a fucking great time. The missus was trying to blame me for ruining the whole thing because I went out for that joint and missed the uh, getting in on time. But I don't know. That really wasn't my fault. I don't know how this shit works. It says 8 o'clock show. It's like you don't shut down the fucking doors at 8 o'clock, do you? I don't know. Whatever. Fucking Hiromi was sick. I'm going to end the podcast with some of her sort of shit. But uh, that was kind of jazz fest, guys. I mean... A lot happened while we were there over that whole festival period. Um, you know, the reason we were in Montreal was the wife was speaking at some big conference or whatever. And so we moved hotels from the gay village to more downtown near the conference center and closer to Jazz Fest and all that shit. Um, and my sister-in-law came to join us. We invited her in on the trip. So she came and stayed with us. Now we've moved to a fucking, you know, a fairly nice hotel. It's a fucking, some apartment block sort of thing that was owned by Hilton or whatever and this thing was fucking amazing you know we got hot tubs on the roof a nice big swimming pool the fucking gym there's like a nightclub up on the roof as well and you know the big buffet breakfast and all that sort of stuff it was pretty fucking awesome pretty fucking awesome now the whole time I was there in Montreal I had made these sort of semi joke before we had left that I was going to indulge in poutine every single day now that sounds dirty, that I'm going to indulge in poutine. Punani? No. Um, poutine is like their national dish over there. Now, if you don't know anything about the state of Quebec in Canada, and it, evidently 
I didn't know anything either. It's very French. Way more French than I fucking expected it to be. I knew that they had some ordinances, that everything has to be in French or whatever, but I did not realize that it's literally the first language there. Everyone speaks French. Um, and they're kind of proud of this dish called poutine, which is literally just French fries, cheese curds, which we can't get in Australia, um, and gravy. That's it. I mean, it's a, a fucking winning combo. Uh, but I had joked that I was going to be eating that every fucking day. Uh, and I'm happy to tell you I did, guys. Out of the month and a bit that we were over there in Canada, uh, we spent 18 days in Montreal. And every day I was in Montreal, I ate poutine. Uh, that was a hard slog, guys, because um, one of the things that people don't tell you about Montreal is that it's a fucking food town, right? Some of the best food I've ever tasted in my life. The quality was just through the roof. I, I, I can't explain how, if, if you like fucking big festivals, nice weather, friendly people, and fucking incredible food, go to Montreal for summer. It's fucking sick. I, I, yeah, I don't even know what to keep on harping on about this. Now, I don't want to make this a whole fucking journal entry of what the fuck my trip was. I mean, we did it. There's a whole nother B-side to this where we actually went to Old Quebec City and stuff. I'll maybe do that next episode. Enough's enough for this one. That was Jazz Fest, guys. Seeing Vance Joy, fucking fancy hemorrhoid Vance Joy and uh, Hiromi and all those other fucking things. I wish I had taken notes of the cool bands that I saw, but there were so fucking many of them, guys. And I don't want to just shit on all jazz players by saying that you all sound the same, but you kind of do, you kind of do. That's not me. There's a reason they got Vance Joy on the main stage with a three-chord song, because it's actually catchy, right? All these other guys are a million times better as far as musicianship goes, and uh, they're doing the, the side stages or whatever because they forgot about the backbeat, or they forgot what an electric guitar could actually do, or something like that. I don't fucking know. It doesn't mean I haven't been keeping up with the music news and shit, guys, and I will get into those reviews. We'll be judging some albums and stuff. Listen to the fucking Post Malone's new album this week. Since I got back, I was all right. I'm obviously loving this fucking shit going on with Lizzo, the fatty boombatty, who hires particularly fatty boombatty backup singers, or dancers, I should say, um, and uh, apparently treats them like shit and fat shames them. Imagine being fat shamed by Lizzo. How monstrous do you have to be to be fat shamed by Lizzo? I don't know. We can get into all that stuff maybe next episode, guys. We're just going to keep it short because I'm out of practice. I don't know how to do podcasts any fucking more. Oh, God. But Lizzo's in trouble. Hey, that's, that's funny. That's delicious, really. That's delicious. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of Hiromi, guys. Just to let you know that, that you know, her jazz is, is pretty good. She's a monster of a fucking piano player. And it's probably one of the only uh, big acts that I actually paid to see while I was over there. Doesn't mean I didn't get to see some big acts, guys. I got to see the fucking Foo Fighters. But that's for another podcast episode. We'll get there. Anyway, the Jam Room Podcast back, guys. So reach out with all your fucking suggestions of new music that you've been listening to because I've been a little out of the loop uh, for the month or so I was away. Did not check out anything on Spotify, whatever. Didn't have the time. I was too busy having fun eating fucking poutine. As well as all the other good food, guys. You know, I fucking 
had the poutine kind of for a lunch thing. Dinner, I fucking went nuts. Spent way too much money. But, uh, hey, that's holidays for you, right? Hey, I could have put a deposit on a new house for fucking the amount I spent in that month. But it is what it is. You got to have fun every now and then, hey, guys? All right. I'm going to wrap this shit up. You're about to hear Hiromi play a song. Fuck. Shit, I should have um made note of what it's called. Let's see if I can find out real quick. Uh-huh. Um, nah, it's not gonna happen, guys. Not gonna happen. Anyway, it's wait. Oh, maybe. What if I press this button? It might tell me. Oh yeah, this is a song called Desire, apparently. And this is when she was in that trio project where she had a drummer and a bass player, which was not the configuration that I saw. I would have loved to have seen a drummer of this caliber, but um, the quart the quartet on the strings was fucking amazing anyway. But anyway, this is Hiromi shredding the shit out of the piano. Um. Montreal Jazz Fest, guys. Fucking loved it. And uh, we've got more to talk about next episode. So fucking stay tuned. Tell your friends. Reach out with your suggestions, guys. It's the Jamming Podcast. And we're fucking back. All right, guys. Take care now. Bye-bye then. <laughs>